Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back with me again today is the lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, coming off of um, a good weekend, you know, uh, people's lives were changed. People came to the Lord. It was a little bit of a stressful weekend, which we can talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, There's just some just some things popping off, but nonetheless, it was a good weekend. But before we get into any of those things, um, our guest on the podcast with us is Miss Ashley Ladd. Hello. (laughs) So Ashley's uh, back. Ashley's back. It's been a little while. It's been a minute. I know. I know. You haven't been on since we started doing video. Yeah, I know. Greetings to everyone. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Ashley is, uh, she's coach on a prayer team. Mm-hmm. Coach of the nursery. That's a new development. Yes. Uh, small group leader. Are you leading a small group this semester? Not this semester. Because uh, of nursing school. Yeah. Um, so you took a break from small group and pipeline. Mm-hmm. Also a pipeline student. You'll be picking back up with this next year. Yes. Boom. Um what else? Anything else? <laughs> Anything uh, else? <laughs> small groups hub leader. Small groups hub leader. Uh, you also write blogs for a resource site. Yes. So, and then you're, you're on the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure there's something else in there we're forgetting. I think that's about Bound it. Bound to be. Yeah, I think right. that covers so, it. So, um, Ashley's a gangster leader for us. and does an incredible job at everything. Uh, and uh, it's, it's so fun. It's so funny to me because it's like... Uh, Ashley and I get to have a lot of theological conversations and uh, we have very similar viewpoints on a number of things that uh, not all of which we're going to talk about on the podcast, but it's, uh, there, it's all, um, it's all good. I remember that. I remember the first time you came to me is like, so I'll have this resource that I want to use for a small group. Um, can you look at it for me? And what, I don't even remember what, uh, what uh, website was it? It's called Right Now Media. Right Now Media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you were like, and then I pulled it up and you were. It, Matt what, Chandler. What, it was Matt Chandler. Yeah. Well, yeah. the study was J.D. Greer. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But when I pulled it up on the screen for you to see Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler was on, was the, on the, yeah, Matt Chandler yeah. was on the screen. And then it was, then you showed me the J.D. Greer and I was like, it's fine. I don't, like, I don't even <laughs> need to look at it. Whatever it is, it's fine. Like. Yeah. Go for it. You can yeah. do whatever you want. So uh, from that point forward, it's kind of, Ashley has a high trust factor with me. <laughs> I know. It's led to a lot of conversations. We have a high trust factor. Yeah. So, yeah. So I pretty much just send people to Ashley when they have questions for me. You know what I mean? Huh. They're like, hey, do you think we can use the small group? I'm like, just ask Ashley. <laughs> She'll know if I'm going to say yes or not. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love having those conversations though. Yeah. I think I miss that. Like I miss that about Pipeline. Yeah. Even just about nursing school, like it's, you know, I just haven't had the opportunity to have like as many Mm -hmm. conversations that are theologically based. And I just really enjoy that. So, yeah. Well, got to get, get, get on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Stop talking about nursing stuff. No, (laughs) (laughs) I like have to put boundaries in place. I'm like, okay, after like six Mm. No medical stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I ain't talking about it. I ain't Googling it. I ain't looking <laughs> at it. I ain't doing nothing. Um, Is that what y'all do? Just Google stuff? Mm. You walk out of the room like you're seeing a patient. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> what do they got? What does it Google? mean when the bone is sticking? I'm just going to hit. No, but we do. I mean, 
I probably will find myself in situations like that. We have books that we have to go to, but I haven't had any experiences like that just yet. We just had our first day in the actual clinical site on this past Friday where I saw actual people like Mm -hmm. got to deal with actual people and not mannequins. Mm. So that was really fun. I was having fun with the mannequins, but I was, (laughs) you know, it was nice to have somebody that can conversate back to you. Yeah, and, uh, that's always those dummies are like thirty five hundred dollars. Listen, five thousand three hundred dollars for a dummy. My, <laughs> oh, you talking about the mannequins? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the office. Oh, like Fifty three hundred dollars, or thirty five hundred dollars, like five thousand three hundred dollars for a dummy. It's like when he cut the face off. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's a great Golly. show. Golly, <laughs> it's yeah. the office reference, but yeah, nonetheless. Now Dwight knows. Not to cut the face off. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you seen it? Do you watch no. it? You don't watch The Office? Oh, uh, no. you have to watch The Office. I've, been, I've thought about it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. For another year. So then. Yeah, they're going to they move to their own network. Uh, so I have Which a year I'm not two. happy about. I know. Now you got to get two subscriptions. Uh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Yeah. But yeah, no, nonetheless, that's, uh, that's, it's good. Good to have you back. We're, uh, yeah. yeah, we got Pastor Josh is, uh, we're, we're at that breaking point. You remember this from Pipeline last year, probably, you know, the first six weeks, almost, uh, yeah, the first six to eight weeks, you're kind of in this like cruise mode mm-hmm. where we're like kind of go over in leadership stuff. You're, we're in freedom. We're doing all those things. So they're kind of like gotten used to this cadence. Well, year one, year two, last week, Pastor Josh comes in for like systematic theology. So he's killing the game. So that's, that's been great. And it's not that they haven't heard any of this before. Like we went through systematic theology last year, but he's diving deep on key areas. Uh, and so because of that, it's like, the water hose, you know, the, the fire hose is open. So it's just like, and next week, um, year one starts secret church. Ooh. So they're going to, so both, both years are going to be getting the, the fire hose experience, which is, which secret is great. church is that dude. It's so fun to see. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, we tried to warn them a little bit and Sagan's in year one. So yes. she, so she's been like, Oh, it's going to be great. And yeah. then it's like the realization, like which secret oh, church gosh. is it? 17, uh, the authority of scripture one. Oh, it's a good one. That mm-hmm. one's, yeah. That one's it's really, so good. really good. So, but nonetheless, it was, uh, it was, it's good to have you on the podcast. I'm yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. And, uh, and so man, lots of cool things happened in this past weekend and, and, um, man, we were celebrating some numbers yesterday of just people who gave their lives to the Lord, uh, new guests that were walking in. I mean, we, you know, the number of guests that's been walking through our doors lately has been at an all time high, uh, which is great. Uh, people are looking, you know, checking us out and all those things are, are incredible. You know, there was some craziness going on, uh, Sunday. I do I keep saying yesterday. Yeah. But Sunday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Um, and so there's some, there's some craziness going on Sunday. We're blowing breakers and lights are going off, you know, we're worshiping in the dark and, <laughs> and, uh, seriously, uh, I'm trying to think of what else was going on. We had, uh, Oh, it's just some computer issue. Like it was just stuff, you know. And um, like it was like Murphy's Law yesterday like or if, Sunday. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's same. That's yeah. Uh, Murphy's Law. <laughs> Murphy's I like, think Monday for you guys just uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Man, you guys just skip right over. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was. Like if it could go wrong, it just about did. It, it 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 felt that way, you know. And it, but it was, you know, one of the things that it was. I was talking to Karen about this yesterday, because um, she mentioned she mentioned something to me, um, and I said, "How long have you been feeling that way?" And she was like, "Just a couple weeks." And I was like, 
I was using that as an opportunity. And this is something for those of you guys in podcast land, if you're watching this, you know, to realize too, is, as I think a lot of times, um, I, I don't just think I know, and it's even biblical, you know, uh, what happens is the, there's always an indication of what's coming before it gets here. Right. Like for example, um, like, uh, the, our cold, we kind of got a cold snap here recently. It's not cold. It's just not hot, but nonetheless, <laughs> down here in Florida, we did, it, it's got a, we don't get cold till January, but, um, we've kind of hit this front where the heat has broke and it's not, you know, it's, it's a cold front moving in. Um, but before that happens, right, we get this like rain, and you can feel in the air that rain is coming like that the the humidity starts to drop that wind like the you can feel the wind blowing you know what i mean and it's like you can feel it in the atmosphere down here in florida when that rain is coming and it's bringing a cold front and it's like the the environment the before you see rain before you even see clouds before the storm gets here you can feel the pressure changing and I was telling her yesterday that I was like, we, we have to pay attention to when you start feeling things in the spirit, like, you know, not to get like spooky or weird, but to say like, when your discernment in your heart, when you can, when, like, when you start feeling like, man, something just feels off here, you want to pay attention to moments like that, because what you're doing is you're feeling the spiritual atmosphere start to shift before you're seeing the rain clouds. Right. It's that breeze on the face at first before the cold snap gets here. It's, you know, it's the same way we, we can, we can see things coming before they hit. And that happens in the spiritual world too. I think sometimes we're just too busy or too oblivious or distracted. We, yeah. We're distracted. Yeah. We don't pay attention to it. So I was telling her, uh, you know, yesterday and I was telling some of the other leaders, the same thing, you know, it's like, man, you really want to, I said, you pay, pay attention to when you feel, when it feels like this is happening and that's happening. It's like, you know, you're building up because what I was telling them is like Sunday kind of felt it was a good day, but it just felt like there was a lot going on. And quite frankly, I think, you know, I don't blame everything on the devil. Like that's not my mantra. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, um, the soundboard's freaking out because you, you know, spilled coffee on it the week before. We don't do that. Kyle Thompson, but, uh, but, <laughs> but sometimes the soundboard freaks out because you don't take good care of it. That's different. Don't blame the enemy because you, you know what I'm saying? Like, but sometimes we have to acknowledge that there's a strategic plan that the enemy is putting together to try to stop different areas of our lives and our ministry and all those things. And, uh, I think Sunday was one of those things. And the Lord was trying to tell us weeks before there's a storm coming. Like there's, there's something coming. You need to be getting ready for it. Um, and I, like we said at staff meeting yesterday, um, I was telling everyone like, Hey, despite all the things that were going on, like God still moved and we still had two great services and all that happened because we, we stayed focused. We kept moving. Our teams did a great job. And so, man, uh, I remember not too long ago when it was just me, Kyle, and Pastor Dan shouldering the weight of when things went wrong like that. So to have a good team handling all this stuff is like, it's really good. But um, nonetheless, so yeah, we so it was a little bit of a crazy weekend, like just technically technology issues you know i'm never the guy that's like our devil the devil's in our soundboard and it's like really our church like 
he's not in Germany today or like Russia or something. Like he's in Pensacola in our soundboard. It's always Man. good when we attribute the characters of God to the enemy. Right, exactly. Like he's uh, omnipresent or yeah. something. Like he can be, you know. Like of, <laughs> of all the places to pick to be. Yeah, yes, I mean you came to you came to the AMC on Bayou, huh? <laughs> wow, that's something. <laughs> so, uh, which that's something for listeners and watchers. Like, man, you know, don't get me wrong. The enemy yeah. puts maybe we just plug something in wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like maybe I mean, we right, are right. taking like, things down and putting things know? up. Right, right, right. That's why I don't go to fairs because yeah, every facts. time you take something down. And you put it back together, it's always missing a screw. I agree. Yeah, right, right. It's yeah. like, where does this bolt go? Yeah. You got an extra exactly. one. Like, I'm in, the, I'm in this car spinning real fast, and there's like one cotter pin holding me in. <laughs> but, yeah. And then you got old toothless Joe over there who nope. put it together. <laughs> I ain't doing you know, it. I'm uh-uh. not, you know. I don't, I don't do that. Oh, anything. man. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Listen, <laughs> sure. I have a rule in my life. If, if you got no teeth, then I'm not going to get in anything that you put together that involves my life There's, being at risk. There, oh, like, yeah, 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 totally. If you can't take care of that, it's on your body, surely you don't care about uh, my other body. people's body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not, it's a good I, rule to live I by. Had, I had a couple of things popping I'll, off in my head. I will eat the food alone. at the fair, though. Uh, That's why yeah, I for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Like, That's the only reason to go. That's That's fried everything. Yeah. And then cover it in powdered sugar. It's wraps. Everything. Other than corn Twinkies, donuts. Twinkies, yeah. donuts. But no, no, I'll, I'll but eat the corn. I just not covered it in powdered Oreos. sugar. Or maybe I would. I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, maybe maybe that's the thing now. We'll see. But I but I agree. It's like you're right. We, we put it comes down like it's, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's. I guess the devil maybe could be. I think he assigns sure. he assigns each one of us yeah. principalities of darkness. Right. Sure. Like there's certainly demonic powers and there's things happening where the enemy has a plan to take us out. So don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I'm just saying like, sometimes we really like give the enemy too much credit. You know, it's like Definitely. we're giving him credit. He hadn't even earned, you know? So well, it's a, it could easily be like, a, it's a cop out. It's like, Hey, Jesse, you didn't do what you were supposed to. Well, the devil must have got in Darn there. <laughs> so, yeah, like, right, right. Or you could have just hit the unmute button on that channel or right. whatever. The or, you, or you need to create a spreadsheet to make sure that all the stuff ends up where it's supposed to. You right, know, like, right. Right. So totally. But that's why I said this past week, there was definitely like a, there was definitely something. The enemy had a plan and he was trying to thwart things, you know, and we don't always do that. I'm, I told them in staff meeting yesterday, all right, Sunday it happened. I told them in staff meeting yesterday, I'm actually shocked we made it five months in the AMC before something like this has yeah. come up. That was honestly. probably, the, that was the biggest day and not that everything was service still happened and i think most, most people, people had, had no, no idea. clue yeah other than other than the, yeah. the, the, the lights, lights being off um, yeah honestly but, i and the lights must have been off before i got in there because it was I just the, the first song yeah didn't even notice and it was only in the second service no first, oh, first service it was only in the first service and for the first song and it was only in the first song yeah yeah, yeah. so i think were, i walked in like mid first songs so. yeah yeah so it was but nonetheless, you know, like the team did a great job. You know, John, Adam, and Kyle, and Eli, everybody. You know, they did their They're thing. Always rock stars. Yeah. yeah, it makes it it makes it makes doing ministry easier when people are on their game. You know, and so, um, but nonetheless, it was a it was a good day and worked our way through. Um, it's funny that we things. had all that excitement and stressful stuff happening at church. We were preaching about rest. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know? Boy, he knew what he was <laughs> doing, I guess. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about rest this past Sunday. And um, I think it's funny. I, I didn't know. I didn't know until last week, you know, 
that you were going to be on the podcast today, mm-hmm. but it's funny because we've talked about this a lot in years past, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Ashley was Jabin's babysitter um, for two, two three year, years, three years. Um, the last three years that he was with us, Ashley was with him what, four days a week, five mm-hmm. days a week, four, four, yeah, days, four a days a week. week. So, um, you know, so, uh, we've had a number of conversations about a, a lot of things, yes. you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when we were talking about rest, I was like, oh yeah, this will be a good one. Cause Ashley can attest to, uh, restless times yes. and restful times. And, yeah. and obviously from a theological perspective, you have a very clear understanding on where our rest actually comes from. So, sure. yeah. So, <clears throat> but I love me some rest, man. Listen, <laughs> I do. I've heard sleep. I love to, sleep. but you know, you surely yeah, y'all can relate. I have this thing with sleep where like, I love it and I want to do it. That's all I want to do. And I could, <laughs> I can see how those people that we make fun of that like, you know, just like don't go get jobs and live on their mom's couch and sleep all day. I'm like, I can, I can see that a little bit. Like I can, I can see, see why there's something, see the, the, could, you know, the draw, obviously there's no driving you and all that, but like sleeping's a lot of fun. And then I have this, <laughs> um, then I have this side of me that's like, um, you know, there's so much to do or that you can do or could be doing, especially as a Christian, Definitely. you know, those type of things. So it's like, um, and I know we've, I think we've said it on here, but as we mentioned, at least around the office, there's a, there's a house of cards quote, you know, mm-hmm. about, he says something about sleep. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I, I've always loathed, uh, loathed the necessity for sleep, like death that puts even the most powerful of men on their backs. Uh-huh. You know, and he's it's like, if you know anything about house of cards, he always says he's saying it's like that, yeah. but it's like, no matter how good you are at something, you know, whatever, like at some point you can't, you, you gotta, you gotta yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's an idea with rest is it's like, it doesn't, people who refuse the rest refuse to realize where their strength is coming from. That's so true. You know, and it's like, and, and, you know, what we talked about on Sunday was really three areas that we've, three areas that when they're out of whack, we find ourselves restless is what we talked about Sunday. But as we get ready to go into some of those things, it, it really is this idea that it's like, man, we're, we're, we can't be restful if we don't know where rest comes from, you know, um, that we live in this state of like, we live in a world that constantly puts us in restless situations, you know, like we're, stress is high, rest is low, you know, I mean, um, you know, when I, when I sat down with doctors recently, you know, whether it's health stuff or other things that, you know, um, we're dealing with, it's like, that's one of their first questions. It's like, how are you resting? You know? And I'm like, uh, uh, define rest, (laughs) you know? Um, but those are questions like people, even, even like healthcare professionals, uh, both from mental health side and a physical health side realize like rest is just necessary. Um, and the world does a good enough job like making us restless, yeah. you know, whether it's relational, whether it's, you know, and the other areas we're going to kind of talk about some here in just a minute. So how do y'all like to rest? Define rest. Like huh. sleep, rest, or like no, just like, just, yeah, not necessarily sleep. I think relax. that's different. I, yeah, you know, but I guess it could go hand in hand. But yeah, you I know. think it depends on the day or the situation or whatever season I'm in. Like some days, you just need to sit on the couch and do nothing and 
watch Netflix all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was last Saturday like, for me. Oh, do I? We watched six of the Blacklist last Saturday, like, yeah. binge watch. Some days that's needed, and then there are other days, like, on Wednesdays, I typically take my daughter to dance, and um, I usually go get a coffee or something, and I'll just sit in the car and silence sometimes, put worship on sometimes, and just kind of, like, give myself permission to not think about anything too heavy or specific or whatever. And then there's moments where you just need to like just sit in prayer Mm -hmm. and and just like cry or be sad or whatever. Like all of those things I think produce um, a satisfaction or a replenishment in your spirit, you know, depending on what it is you're trying to, to rest from, like if it's just physical activity or busyness, you know, then yeah, Saturday, uh, sitting on your couch watching Netflix might do the trick. But if it's like the heaviness of the tension in the world that we live in or anxiety or depression or things like that, then sometimes your rest might just be being alone with the Lord and lamenting and letting him kind of comfort you in that. So yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, uh, I think it's, I, it's twofold. For me, so there's two different types of rest for me. There's like isolated rest and then there's like rest. I've learned like uh, resting with Ashley is something, my wife, Ashley, that could have got weird. Uh, when I'm resting with my wife, Ashley, like there's a certain type of rest that we have together that is important um, where, you know, um, where we create like a silent environments to have conversations. So where it's like not... It's not the TV, so we're not just watching the TV together, but we're kind of like having, we're forcing uh, time where we're blocking things out to have time together. And to me, that's actually really restful. Um, so the other, I think the the other way for me that's like, it's a rest in my spirit and it's much different than resting my mind. And I've noticed that I need to, like I have to approach those differently. Like resting my spirit means me being I'm doing something else, um, but it's not work related. So resting my spirit, like being in the kitchen, um, like is very restful to me. Like when I'm cooking, I'm actually like very rested, which sounds weird. Um, but the second one is even more weird when I'm playing basketball is like actually is one of the best things for me to do for like my emotions, for my spirit is like exercise and all those Mm -hmm. things. But man, like that's, that's actually I feel 10 times better the day after playing basketball than I did the day after sitting on the couch for six hours. Like it's just, it's the way, you know, uh, I'm built. And then, but there's also times that like my mind needs to be rested. My body needs to be rested. And that's when those six hour Netflix binging things come into play, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so there's, there's different ways that I see it, but one of the best ways that I've actually been finding rest recently. So all that's been like historical, but one of, uh, one of the best ways I've been finding rest recently has actually been in my, uh, so my goal, I'm putting this out there. I had, no one knows this, but Eli, but now it's, <laughs> we're making a public knowledge. Accountability. My goal is 12 to 15 miles a week is, is what I walk slash jog and all those things. Um, and I do those early in the morning. And, uh, that's been, it. that's insanely restful. Oh yeah. It's just sure. like AirPods in, mm-hmm. you know, walk, walking and jogging and you, it's just you and your thoughts. Yep. And you know, uh, that's been he, like huge. That's been 
Oh yeah. Like the, my biggest source of rest lately, especially cause like right now my schedule is ridiculous. Like, you know, I mean, I'm at the office till 9 PM, three days a week. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so it's just, it's wild. Yeah. I think people underestimate how restful physical activity can be like running for me. Like if I'm, you know, having trouble like getting my thoughts out or putting something down on paper or even when I was like writing the devotionals for or transitions like thinking through those things like if I ever hit just like a a wall and I couldn't get through it like I would just put put my headphones in and just go run and even though there's like a physical exhaustion that can come from that there's definitely like the stillness in my mind that helps me to hear the Lord better because my mind is focused on just one thing and that's surviving you know like running <laughs> Surv- yeah. surviving that run <laughs> surviving <So laughs> the run <laughs> you know and i Facts, mean though I what mean, better way to focus on the lord when you're just trying to survive yeah right 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 so yeah oh, there's good. a lot of rest that comes in that um i just did a study on rest by oh gosh now i'm not gonna be able to remember her name y'all anyways moving on um <laughs> what did the study say bothering me uh, that I can't remember her name. Oh, Amy Gannett. Okay. There we go. Uh, she did a study on um, called uh, Sabbath Rest, mm. um, which was really cool because we dived into it in Genesis talking just about God and how he rested. Because I think in our world, we can idolize, we tend to idolize one or the two. So it's like, you know, the busy uh, people who are constantly the grind. Yes. Right, like right, they right, right. kind of yeah. no like, days off. Yeah. Like put down those who have that. They call them lazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the lazy people can kind of be like, yeah, they're just working their tail, you know, whatever. Like we can kind of idolize one or the other, but she talked about how God both rested and was, and, and, and called it good and worked and called it good. Yeah. So it's not that, you know, rest is the absence of, of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the absence of effort, like striving, I, I, like in without our it, how do you sustain good work? Right. When the actual work, you know, right yeah. for I mean, sure. Well, that's yeah. what you, you it, only got a, you only got, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's not an infinite resource ne- necessarily. Like, you know, you got to recharge, you got to re- yeah. regroup. It's like, well, I think that we that, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, so it's like that, like for me, I have to, I like to, I have to disconnect. I'm a compartmentalizer, mm-hmm. you know, like one thing I, I think it's good, like with me and Brad is, you know, he, like, he doesn't call me every time he gets a thought in his head about church stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if not, I mean, we would never get off the phone. You know what I mean? Like, or I don't. We've both been in those environments before, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's like, we're, or, or or vice versa. You know, it's like sometimes it may be eight p.m. and I have like a thought mm-hmm. that we'll talk about, but it's like I don't need to pick the phone up and call him right then. And it, and and if he did that to me, I wouldn't be able to take that for very long, just because, you know, I got to have that compartmentalization. You know, sure. like um, it's like I'm one of those people. I love being able to be connected to the world at all times. At the same time, you know, like being able to turn it off. I really and occasionally we have to do it, but like um, we have a a thing we use that we communicate as a staff but my notifications are set to not even be on on my day off on friday unless i go in it and i do go in a couple times a day to check to make sure there's not nothing i need to i need to see but you know it's like that kind of thing throws me off you know Mm -hmm. and it's like this and i just sometimes i need time to 
I like to think about stuff. I, I find the weirdest stuff to read about even online, you know, you know, like whether it's like, I just, yeah. it's, it has nothing to do sometimes with nothing significant, but to well, me, yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. I'm really into even like history and stuff the last couple of years, yeah. in a weird way. And well, that's you know. what, yeah. I mean, it even goes back to like, you know, you're over our prayer team. Yeah. Like, like we've talked about this before. Like, you know, we did away with Saturday morning prayer. You know, and it wasn't because prayer is not important. And number Definitely one, we tried to, we're, we've been working on how to make prayer more part of the things we always do rather than one thing we need to come to. Um, yeah. Like prayer needs to be part of our culture, not a thing that we attend. That's right. Um, but even in that, like it was one of those things where it was like, so the, the idea behind the Sabbath has to do with producing. Yeah. And it's not about whether or not like rest or not it, like it is about rest but it's about under you can rest when you understand where your source is right so you're resting in your source by giving him one day a week that's the idea behind sabbath yeah. right so you're not producing for yourself and that's the temptation is i need to produce more i need to produce more it's like no you need to trust the one that produces for you Right. Which is the Lord, right? right? So the Sabbath is your way of saying, I can't do any of this on my own. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to take one day and give it to you, the Lord. Um, because since I can't do any of it on my own, I'm going to trust that the six days a week that I do produce and giving you one day, you're going to be my source. So it's honoring that. And that's what the Sabbath is really about, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but even in that, like Saturday morning prayer, like before you know it, like we're all up here seven days a week you know like yeah. and it was one of those things it was like and not only that we got people in our church and you know they're missing kids football games to be at saturday morning prayer and, you know mm -hmm. dance recitals it's like it's like we've we've made prayer work and it's like right. that's yeah. not you sacrifice you're sacrificing <laughs> your your family so you can be at an event or because uh, uh, maybe even out of obligation yeah, and while or you're your here rest. or your rest and, yeah. And, yeah you know it's like and if you're not fully in it, why, why? I think we have a good job at doing that though. Like taking everything that the Lord gave us for good. Like I love the part. It's really been like drilling into my head. I've really been thinking about it. But when Jesus says the Sabbath is for like, is for man, like man, right. you know what I mean? Like he gave it to us. It's not something that we're supposed to turn into right. this legalistic work. Yeah. Where we're like, don't now it's, it's, you know, don't pick the grain or don't cook or don't do this. So now instead of actually resting, we're doing work, trying to make sure that we don't do work. Yeah. Like again, just trying right. to. Right. Like, so, so it's essentially like, um, some people like to clean. And if I it's will your, send them to my house. And if it's your, <laughs> it's a, Facts. But you know, like it could be a Sabbath and they're not. But that don't mean they can't clean their home if right. that to them right. is a is a a form of uh, I almost said escapism, but maybe escapism you, or you know, a source of joy or yeah, a source, you, source of worship. You got or music whatever. playing and the whole thing. It's like I don't yeah. see anything wrong. with That's that. why I don't mind meal prepping on my Sabbath because it's not. Now for Ashley, my wife, like that's work. Like she doesn't like <laughs> to be in the kitchen. She hates being in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's things she doesn't want to do for me. It's a source of joy. Like it, it, it's restful for me to cook. It, it's a way for me to mentally go to a place where I, I'm, it's, I'm, it's almost second nature. Like I enjoy it. I love being there. Uh, it, I, I've actually forced myself even through some of the teachings we've been talking about, you know, it's like, um, to even realize like I'm, I, I love food. 
I yeah. love food. Oh yeah. And in my love for food to realize that how God has given us even flavors. Like mm-hmm. I've really been like trying to make sure that everything in my life has a, a Christocentric um focus and perspective of like, man, God, you're so good. Like you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to give us garlic, but here we are. You know yeah, what I mean? Like <laughs> I use about five big cloves of garlic last night. And your pasta? Bro, Justin's been really working on his pasta game. My pasta say. game is, I'm telling you. <laughs> We're going to send some Italians your way and see Follow what they his think. Follow Instagram. Yeah. He'll make you hungry. I need yeah. to start, I need to step my game up when I post this stuff. Like I'm really, and I'm even getting like the quantities down. I have a tendency to make way too much food. Well, yeah. It's just me, you know, but I'll make, the thought originally was I'll make this and I'll have leftovers and I can eat it again. Sure. And a lot of times that just doesn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, even if it's like you forget or, you, you know, and then you know, after a few days it's no longer really right. good and you get thrown away anyways. But I'm going to get my quantities down. It's good for in the, in the moment, you know. <laughs> Golly, man, Come on. And I'm even getting particular on what pasta I buy. There I mean, are yes. better brands. I'm better, just saying. Better brands of pasta. There, there really is a, yeah. a Publix. They yeah. got to sell on the good stuff too. Uh-oh. A dollar a thing. The dude, the cashier was like, he ringing up and he looked like, there's no way there's a dollar. I was like, yeah, bro, it's got to sign 10 for 10. He was like, this is the good stuff. I need to go, I need to go peep that. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, I, I, love, off on that, I but, love doing it. But I, I'm, I, love, I agree like with, the, with that. You're, I'm getting there. Used to be, it was just kind of like, eh, I, I don't want to spend yeah. money eating out. So I'll cook something tonight. But yeah. now it's like, I do. I love being in the kitchen. I love yeah. cooking. So I, I think it's a creative thing for me. Like sure. I think it's, <clears throat> it's all those things that I just love to do. And because of that, it's not work for me. So it's restful. You know, we said, I, I used to sit with people in the church sometimes and they'd be like, I just need a true Sabbath. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And they're like, where I, a day that I don't do anything. And I'm like, that, that is not how you define true Sabbath because for pastor Dan, if he were to spend a day doing nothing, he would be Miserable. stressed out. Yeah, right. he would like he'd be running his head into the wall somewhere. It's like yeah, no, it's self awareness, knowing what you need, what you, you know, yeah. what you. Yeah. You so re- rest is about rest is about trust. Absolutely. Re- rest is about even going to the. You know, we don't have to break the whole sermon down, but even going back to what we talked about on Sunday, I mean, we can talk. We can go through the ABCs, but you know, this idea that rest is really about trust. It's rest is about knowing who your source is. Rest is knowing where everything in your life comes from. Everything that you have, everything you celebrate, all this rest is about where all of that comes from and having your focus in the correct perspective. Yeah. It's about trust, you know? And then like, even for me, so, so I used to spend, you know, I'm usually off on Fridays. We are, or not in the office. Um, and then, you know, so like our weekend is kind of Friday, Saturday, you know, but by on Sunday, you know, sometimes it's some, some day, some Sundays by two o'clock it's, you know, we're done two o'clock way at the latest, you know, um, kind of done with our our responsibilities. And that's changed a little bit now with the new growth track, like Karen's a little later. And if you or I are teaching or, you know, sometimes there's like a trustee, whatever, but generally, you know, two o'clock or so you're kind of done and I would use that as a rest day yeah because on Fridays I have this little routine that I do little thing I do you know but on Sunday I'd get home from church and you get you're done with lunch and you get home and you get on the couch and you just hang out and I'd take a nap and yeah but here's what but then I was like you know so there's a small group that happens on Sunday nights that I'm in the group 
and I get this stuff and I'd always like, yeah, I want to go, but it's like, it's not close to my house. Like, cause I live not close to anybody in our church. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, yeah. as far as where groups and stuff happen. Justin doesn't live close to anyone at all. That's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Chris and, and Felicia. But, um, you know, so it's like, now nah, I got to drive way up to Cantonment and all this. It's just like, I would always talk myself out and not going. I'm tired. It's a rest day. Then mm-hmm. I kind of, this past few months, I was like, you know, I wanted to look at Sundays even differently, you know, because I try to view Sunday as a, as a, as a work day uh, in a sense. It's church day. It's work day. But if my rest day is Friday, if I use Friday and Saturday properly, like I should go to the small group and then like I think four or five weeks in a row now I've gone. Yeah. And I'm if I can get myself out of the house and once I'm in the car and on the way, it's, it's not an issue. Yeah. Like and I, and I really have a good time. Um, but it was like I felt that was a big deal, you know, because at this group I'm like I lead a small group, but this group I'm not the leader. Mm-hmm. I, I just can be a part of the group and we hang right. out and it's a good time and yeah. and you know, it's friendships and, and all that stuff. So um I've I've made it a point to not convince myself that Sunday's my rest day because it's not. It's work. Friday day. is. Yeah. You know, so it's like um, this past Sunday I, I came to Grow Track and I, I probably got home about four, and then you know I I was on the couch for a little bit. I might have dozed off even for a minute, but you know five thirty I was out and one of the small group. Yeah. No Sunday. That's nice. important. That's what we tell other people. That's what we tell our church. Is what right. we try to lead. Is like if the community aspect is important. It's important. It's important. Yeah. And yeah, there's totally. rest that can come from that too. Oh yeah. It, so I, it, it really when is, you yeah. get there, yeah. it's like getting out of your, getting out of your house, out of your little isolation bubble <laughs> and you get to there, then yeah. it can be but extremely seriously, restful. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. good time. No, for sure. And that's the thing is it's like, you know, Sundays for us are, I mean, this Sunday alone, I mean, I'm going to get to AMC at six o'clock, service at nine, service at 1030, tear down my, I'll be leaving at 1215. This week, yeah, or oh, I'm leaving we, at twelve. We yeah, we need to be, we'll be out leaving at by 12. twelve. Meeting Meaning. starts at twelve fifteen. Yeah, I'm in a meeting from twelve fifteen to one thirty. Grow track at two, done by four, out by four thirty, home by five. Setting up for my small group at five thirty. People arrive at six. Starts at six thirty, and I'm going to ride that until probably nine. People will yeah. probably be gone by nine thirty. So from six a.m. to nine thirty, with maybe two thirty minute breaks. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Long. So it's like that's Sunday, you know? And so it's like, uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, like Sundays aren't rest days for, uh, you know, yeah, so they're not, yeah. It, it, it's, we really have to be intentional. Now the, the caveat to that, and I think for some people, this is important for them to realize is just because you love what you do doesn't mean you don't need rest from it. That's true. Yeah. Cause I love what I do. Like, and I could go seven days a week, doing this and not think twice about it but it's like they we're still we're we're not creating our we're not putting ourselves in a position of honor to the lord therefore we're not opening up the opportunity for blessing into the area that we love doing right so it's best for my church if i'm only serving in it six times six days a week as the pastor yeah I'm not, that's not an expectation on everybody. I'm saying for me, our church is at its healthiest. Not if I'm working seven days a week, it's at its healthiest. If I'm working six days a week mm-hmm. or five, or we know what, but right. you know, to make sure that I'm taking at least one day and honoring the Lord with that day. That's so right. if that's best for me and my church, it's also best for, you know, Jackie Radford, who's a business owner and, you know, Ashley, who's a nurse and like, it's best for all of us to make sure we're giving the Lord 
you know, one day a week where we're, where we're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not producing, I say anything. Right. We're not producing in those areas That's that, right. we, that we work. So, um, yeah, those things are just super important. Big deal. So it's a big deal. And we talked about the ABCs on Sunday, you know, to, to kind of give those to you, we kind of broke it down to when we're, when we're focusing on rest, there's three areas that tend to rob us of our rest, right? The first one is approval, Mm -hmm. right? Say that again. (laughs) So, um, we, we, and we talked about how social media, right? Even though we're, we're streaming on Facebook right now, (laughs) uh, we, we talked about how, you know, the, and the numbers have even been changing again the the study that i had was from 2017 and in 2017 um the depression rates had increased 800 percent from 2000 i think it was 2003 when social media was like kind of on its rise i think they were actually referencing myspace we don't probably yeah. uh, <laughs> but we'll say 2005 when facebook is kind of really starting to take off at a new level from 2005 to 2017 in 12 years depression had increased by 800 percent and that was and they attributed all of that to social media yeah now it doesn't mean social media is evil it means how it changes us to be to seek approval and validation and affirmation from people well, right, and the nice thing is, is there's a, I mean, I listen to about, I'm into that kind of stuff right now. They're testing in certain markets, you know, Facebook is, which includes Instagram, but sure. um, you know, there's talk about a lot of them getting rid of showing, displaying likes mm-hmm. and follower accounts and all these things um, to, to combat that. Yeah, you know, because every time, every time somebody likes your picture, it's a, it's a dopamine release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, so but they're they're talking about getting away from that now. I could. I could log in from what I was listening to, I just yesterday. Like yeah. you can log in and look at likes. Somehow you can see them, but it doesn't. It's not show a them constant to, feed, and it doesn't show them to everyone else. Well, gotcha. Um, so it just you know because what these kids do is they'll post a picture. Oh I gosh. say kids. It's not just kids. Adults. They'll, they'll post a picture. <laughs> and everyone. Then, yeah. And everyone. then if if they don't get the 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 number of arbitrary likes that they've put in their head is of the people minimum. They don't even know the minimum of, and, yeah. but what's funny Ridiculous. is, and we even have that conversation though. And we, and it's like, you have to check, we're going to have to learn to check ourselves when it like with our social media, yep. you know, it's like, um, you know, we talk about how much engagement, but it's like, you know, did, did, how many people did we get comments on that? Or, you know, now for us, it's not out of, it's, it's a pure motive because it's like, we're wanting to, to reach people and it's about engagement. But at the end of the day, it's like, if there was five comments or there was 15, like is one better than the, is one better than like, where's the number? Like what number is good? If 15 is good and five is bad, where's the number of what turns good? And it's just all arbitrary. So it's, and especially when it comes to personal validation, exactly as an organization and what you're trying to measure from metrics, that's one thing when you're trying to understand where people's attention is at. But when you're talking about personal validation, someone feels worth more. And when they have more likes like that's, Come on. I mean, we've, we, and, and you're, you're right. It's the dopamine release yeah. and what people don't realize, you know, which we didn't have nearly enough time on Sunday to get into it, you know, is the same chemical that's released in your brain. When someone likes your photo, it's the same chemical that's released in your brain. Whenever you drink alcohol, mm-hmm. it's the same chemical that's released in your brain. Whenever you gamble and win a jackpot. Mm-hmm. So we've created addicts in social media, yeah. right. That are addicted to their screen and they're addicted to people liking their photo. And you know what I mean? It's, um, and 
that's so dangerous because you can't be rested if you're addicted to approval. Right. That's why I'm glad that there's at least them taking some responsibility as the platforms. Sure. And if the goal of social media is to be social, like Facebook, you know, like they're talking about their mission is to connect everyone. Like if that's truly your goal, if that's truly their goal, right, right, you know, right. Then, then let's get rid of the stuff that that is causing this validation issues in people. I think is is helpful. Yeah, because yeah. it's essentially like being in school all over again. You know, on the in, in gym class, and everybody lines up, and you got two teams. And oh everybody yeah, picks. that's essentially what's happening. We're all just kind of putting ourselves kind of you know, vulnerable right. and, tra- and transparent out there, and we're you know. And constantly watching well I, he got 15 and he got or yeah i only got likes and not loves on that one or oh, you know what i mean like yeah. people start to yeah. to even compare that like oh they only liked it they didn't love it you yeah. know what I mean? oh that's so stupid yeah but i will say this about social media though i don't think social media is changing anyone it's no. I think it's no. exposing people. Yeah, totally. And oh, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Well, that's the you thing. Know, it's like, like, you know, al- addiction to alcohol is lower and addiction to gambling is, is at an all-time low. Because we've all we've done is move addicts. Ourselves. So yeah. we've all transitioned from the things we used to be addicted to to now, you know. We're but you, you know, we've heard those people that demonize things like, you know, that you want to demonize, say, a platform like Instagram or something. It's like, it's, Sh- cha- no, it's changing. It's, like, it's not changing anyone. It's, it's just exposing, exposing it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's been Facebook, there since Facebook didn't make you write that nasty thing about your neighbor just gave you a place right. to you did that like well, that's what we said the- sunday it's like not everybody needs a voice you know what i mean like, right, right. Right. Sure. it didn't it didn't make you do that it's like it, it so it, all it did was expose you to everyone else that you're a nasty person inside yeah you know? well and it's ma- yeah. it's made weak people incredibly strong yeah you know what i mean it's like you would never say 99.999 percent of the people on social media would never say to people's face what they write on their keyboard and it's, very true. it's even worse. Like you should get on Twitter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I look, them people on there. Yeah. No, I mean it's made it's made every weak person strong and feel like they're they could do anything, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I'm I'm not advocating for this, you know. But it's like I, I just if you challenge anyone on social media, I feel like you should have to deal with it face to face because it would change the way people like. Oh yeah. You remember growing up where if you like made someone angry, they punched you square in the nose, or they confronted you. Yeah, which. In my world, oftentimes led to being punched, punched in the you nose. Know, or punching someone in the nose. Never you know, had that like, experience. You know, like the, when the when there's a physical ramification for what you say or do, yeah. like it changes things. You know, we got these stinking keyboard warriors out there that'll just type anything. It's like, man, like yeah. to or to understand the gravity of like what we post and say and do. It's like, man, we we really have to be careful. And so there is, man. There's just like approval addiction. Um, and, and it creates restlessness. Yeah, and then it definitely. adds to the, you know, it quickly turns, it quickly turns to things that we're dealing with in society, like um, the the polarization. You know, I mean, there yeah. was a there was a website. I mean, there was a page on Facebook. I don't remember the name of it. Um, that has like millions of people like this page, and it's a conservative page, mm-hmm. politically conservative. Um, but they come to find out it's actually ran by Ukrainians and it's, it's all of, it's all a thing. Like it was, it, it's not real, you know, and so many of the, the memes and the pictures and all are like really exaggerated or even completely false. Uh, and now surely there are liberal versions of this. So don't, I'm not sure, picking yeah, yeah. sides here. Um, uh, but in this, in this case, it was like, 
it, it's just not real. And they talked about someone did a did a study like in the last election how many people shared the content and how many people saw the shares like millions and millions and millions of americans yeah, were well, like sharing and liking this conservative stuff that was all a farce ran, run by operatives in another country essentially yeah. it's just yeah. like what was that um cambridge analytica thing oh, that, that documentary yeah, yeah um, on facebook now i can't remember the great hack yeah crazy stuff crazy stuff you know? so it's like um all that plays in plays into it you know so yeah. at some point but the, yeah what the thing is know. is it, it's just like everything else and in america I, I first of all i'll say i love our country this isn't a jab in america oh no what we it, what we tend to what we tend to is overindulge in everything that's yes. true yes Right. So it's like, um, whether it's food or whatever, prime example, I remember I went to, um, I went to a pastor's gathering. Uh, this was two years ago, probably I went to a pastor's gathering. There was pastors from all over the world, Germany, uh, uh, I, uh, not Iraq. Uh, yeah, Iraq, um, uh, Israel. I'm trying to think of where Australia, um, England, uh, the Americas, uh, and then we had some from South America, Canada, like there was pastors from all over the world and there were three pastors from Germany there. So we all sit down. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> we all I know sit, what happened. We all sit down. And, uh, so we're all getting ready to order food. Yep. Right. And I know what's coming. Kid you not out of 26 pastors, 20, at least 20 of them ordered alcohol to drink ordered beer mm-hmm. and especially them Germans. It's, it's, <laughs> so I was sitting next to a pastor from Germany and, uh, and so, uh, it, it, it didn't offend me. It just caught me off guard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, Oh, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like that's very faux pas in America, you know, um, in the religious circles, drinking for anyone, let alone a pastor. Like, so, uh, I'm not giving you my opinion on it. I'm just talking at about, least pers- in, even if you're at least in public, at least in public, pastors I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. giving you America's perception, yeah. not my opinion. Yeah, yeah. My opinion is irrelevant one way or another. I was just caught off guard <laughs> because the, the American perception and religious perception is like, Whoa, like, mm-hmm. so at least 20 of them order, order beer to drink. And so, uh, or, or very intimate, whatever. Um, and so I was like, Whoa. And so I was talking to the pastor from Germany. So while we're talking, I was like, yeah, you don't, you wouldn't see 26 pastors in America in 20 a mortar of beer. Like you just, you wouldn't <laughs> see that. And, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we've had American pastors come to Germany before and it's very different, you know? Um, and I'm not saying every German pastor drinks, but nonetheless, uh, and he was, what he was saying is, he said, the problem in America is they don't know how to not overindulge in anything. That's so true. He said, everything that you do, you take it, America has a habit of taking it far beyond in a healthy perspective on anything. Yeah. He said, even good things. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that, <clears throat> he said, when you look at, um, you know, whether it's the political climate, whether you look, look at, you know, um, there's social media. He said, he said, America has the worst habit of making celebrities out of nobodies. That's, That's what he was telling me. And I was, Amen. he said, because you don't know how to just celebrate a person for being a person. They have to mean something more than that. And so he was talking about how like, yeah, in Germany, anybody in Germany, he said, everyone in Germany drinks all the time at every meal because it's just what you do. Like whether it's wine or whether it's a beer, 
but we don't need 13 of them. Right. We don't need the whole bottle. Not drunk. Like, yeah, you drink one and it's fine. And it, so in the churches in Germany, we don't have conversations about whether you can or can't drink because when people do, now don't get me wrong. He's, he's like, there's plenty of people getting hammered in Germany too. That's not what I'm saying. He's saying there's a, there is an understanding of what it means to do something um, with, with limitations, right. With healthy limitations or in moderation is what, mm-hmm. what he was talking about. He said, America just, they're, they're notorious for not understanding moderation. And it's the same thing with social media and approval and all these things. I'm saying none of these things will matter. It's to say like, we, we don't traditionally know how to do things well with moderation. Mm-hmm. We overindulge in everything yeah. you know and i'm a you talk I'm, I'm a food lover like i love food and that's my biggest hang-up is like when i sit down to eat i'm like this tastes so good you know like i w- and it's the same idea like <clears throat> just what we were talking about mm-hmm. before we went on the podcast right like i'm doing intermittent fasting and one of the biggest reasons i'm doing it is is it's i'm trying to retrain myself every time you want something doesn't mean you should get it right mm-hmm. i i think <laughs> that i was just having a conversation with somebody on um instagram because there was a huge debate with uh, a friend of mine and myself last year, and we were talking about um, kind of like boundaries, but maybe res- maybe restriction is a diff- is a better term for what we were discussing in regards to just food because you're bringing it up, um, and how so many of us like you know count calories and we think that we're free from food, but we're really not free, and so you know there's this intuitive eating that we should all be doing because that's the way God created us, and we're supposed to be able to eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full and crave what we crave and eat that and this and that. And, and I tried that and gained all my weight back. <laughs> yeah. All 40 pounds. No, no, for real. Um, and I got so frustrated and I was praying about it and, you know, I came to the conclusion with the Lord and I came to the conclusion that boundaries are actually what help us have freedom. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. because we are so bent towards, overindulgence we don't want to be given limits we don't want to be given boundaries but they actually create for us this place of freedom Mm -hmm. where when i have these boundaries in place you know i always think how the lord said to the ocean you can go this far no further Mm -hmm. that's a boundary yeah the ocean doesn't have unlimited freedom to just overtake the land that's right right it's all under the authority of god and so for me like i've had to put healthy boundaries in place in my life in certain areas to keep me from being bent towards finding my satisfaction and my approval and worshiping and creating idols out of created things yeah. like food or exercise or approval or whatever it is. Like yeah. it's very easy to cre- to make those things my God and go to them for comfort. Yeah, And so it's- I have to have boundaries in place that kind of stop me and say, it makes me ask a question yeah. like why, why, why is, you know, what you just ate not enough for you? Why do you need a second? Yeah. And when you, third, yeah. And when you stop doing that, like, you know, somebody <laughs> made a comment and they said, if you want to know why you overeat, stop doing it. Because when you stop, then you'll be forced to deal with whatever it is in your head and in your heart that's causing you to go to the food for comfort. Yeah. And you'll have to go to the Lord, which yeah. is. And that's, that actually, it jumps over B and goes to C, which B is blessing. It's, it's talking about finances. We are talking about the necessity of tithing yeah. with B, right? So focus on your source of blessing. And if you focus on your source of blessing, tithing actually gives you rest. Yes. If you tithe, you can't afford to tithe until you start. 
no one can afford to tithe until they start tithing. Then you can't afford not to. And then you can't afford not so to. True. Right. Yeah. So, so, so then, but to jump over that, if you want all that, you can go check out the sermon for that. But what you're talking about is what C is, which is focusing on celebration. Right. And it's this idea of really focusing on the only thing in our life that matters. Right. And it's like how we tend to replace Jesus with so many things and, and it's the sermon that portion of the sermon Sunday was actually an excerpt from John Piper's mm-hmm. um, sermon from Passion like 2003 or whatever it was. Well, John you know? Piper can just bring it. In yeah, such a way. when he was talking about, um, I, never mind. Yeah, the one where he talked about the two missionaries and that's not the one I was thinking of the yeah. seashell sermon. The, so it, okay. all that all that is part of the same thing. But when he was talking about the seashell sermon, he the other portion he talked about, which is where we kind of pulled some of that content from is this idea of boasting only in the cross, right? And like, where you, where do you get your celebration from? Essentially what we're talking, what you were talking about. Yeah. It's like, what, what, is, what is the, what is the avenue that feeds you? What is the thing that you celebrate in? What is the, um, what is it that you love? And what we talked about Sunday is like this idea that like, that we shouldn't boast in anything where, where Paul in Galatians is talking about like, um, you know, may we never boast except for the cross, you know what I mean? And, and what he meant was we should only boast in the cross and, and we broke it down and showed how Paul was boasting in a lot of things. He even boasted in his weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? Like he boasted in a lot of things. And, and what Piper said is that it's not that we shouldn't boast anywhere. It's that every, every time we boast or rejoice, the word boasting or rejoice or to celebrate. And every time we celebrate, it should be a celebration of the cross. Yeah. Like even in like in our, when we eat something that we love, we should celebrate who Jesus is. When, when we look at our children and we feel the, the love and the joy for them, that should cause us to marvel in who Jesus is. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so, so when we're, when we do something we love, when we rest, when we have a, like, you know, when we're doing the thing we love, whether it's cooking or mm-hmm. working out, we should marvel in the fact that God gave us the flavors to cook with and the knowledge to know how to put those together mm-hmm. to create something that we would enjoy because the physical we, ability to right, do those things. We like, could be eating like tofu for the rest of our life. And yeah. like, that could have been all God gave us, but he didn't, he gave us more. Yeah. And so, we should, we should celebrate God in the things we love. So whenever we're eating something we love, we should be celebrating what God gave us. You know, when it's our kids, when it's our health, when it's our ability to go out and run or jog or play basketball, um, you know, when it's our ability to create something, you know, and design something to build something like all of those things should actually cause us to look to the the grace that's afforded to us that has given us the ability to do those things yeah most often it we create we worship the creation more than the creator so yeah we're like this is really good or this is really fun or i like you know what this is producing in my life and it's like this is the best like i'll i'm gonna bow to this yeah you know totally and it's like wait a second Hold on. You know, I mean, even thinking back to like Old Testament, like they were rescued from Egypt. You know, they (laughs) literally saw the sea split in half for them to walk through. And then when they were being fed manna, being able to be, to survive, they complained. Yeah. We need to be back. We need to be back with them. Yeah. Like I'd rather go back to slavery and enjoy Pots of meat, they yeah. said. Yeah, because that was definitely but what how, was happening. And that's what we do. Like, even yeah. for me, it's like, I cry to the Lord. I'm like, I'm tired of being a slave to food. But at the same time, 
I literally go back to it every single day and say, I would rather be enslaved here and enjoy this pleasure in this moment than to worship the Lord, Mm -hmm. to go to him. So I think that it's just, it just points us back, just going back to rest, like our need for the Lord is significant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, because every single opportunity, like every good thing that he gives us is just an opportunity for us to fall into sin, into either worshiping it or praising ourselves for it or taking credit for it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Only one person is only, only, only he gets to be boasted in. Yeah. It all goes back to him. Like, I was thinking of, um, is it Psalms? I think it's Psalms where he says, the man who built his house, is that where it's like you build it in vain if you do it without the Lord? So like mm-hmm. anything that we do apart from the Lord is in vain. It, it accomplishes nothing yeah. Yeah. in your life. Like you can sit there and f- try to fix your marriage all by yourself. Yeah. Or you can sit there and try to, you know, work yourself to death and, do all of these things to accomplish, to build this house, to build this dream, to build this idealist like life that you have. But anything that you do apart from the Lord is in vain. Yeah. And we we were talking about that in pipeline last night. So we were, we talking about Romans five, six. It was like, so where, where it says that like Jesus, uh, where he died for us while, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this is a free gift from God. Not that anyone, you can't earn it so that no one can boast. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was helping them understand, what they, what we were really, what that was really talking about. And I was like, I said, I really want you to think about how, how overwhelmingly, uh, how our sinful nature is so woven into us. Like it is like, if you ever thought I I don't have a sinful nature, I just make bad decisions. I was like, I want you to think about what he's saying so that no one could boast. I was like, because if you could boast about, like, if you could earn it, you would then brag about earning it. Mm-hmm. You would then therefore be sinful in how you earned the thing that you couldn't earn. So right. now this grace that God gave you, you're now abusing that in celebrating how you earned right. that. Mm-hmm. Like, so like we would drawing like, all the attention to you now drawing you're drawing all the attention to you and now you're making the very thing God gave you about you and not about him. Like it is so woven into our sinful nature, uh, to be consumed with ourselves Mm -hmm. that we can't even see God, even in the very thing God gave us, Yes, which is why it's a free gift and not an earnable one. Because if we could earn it, we would make it about us. We would 100% make it about us. And I was helping them see like how, what, what we're communicating here is like, man, like it's not something we can earn because if we thought we could earn it, we would definitely celebrate how awesome we are in earning it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, so, so so it's like, like trying to like kind of break some of that down a little bit and help them see that because that's most assuredly our nature. We, at our core, we love to love anything more than God because we love to make gods out of anything, you know, and and, and at the end of the day, if there's nothing left to make a God out of, we'll make a God out of ourselves. And so I think that social media (laughs) has done exactly that. It's yeah. just given us a platform to, like you were saying, it, it hasn't created the problem. No, it's The problem has them. always been that mm-hmm. we are yeah. very self-focused, very Definitely. focused on ourselves. Instagram and Facebook have just kind of taken the mask off and Definitely. allowed us to be able to reveal that and Definitely. kind of feed it, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love Tim. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, the book, self, uh, the art of self-forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. 
so good. It's t- Tim Keller wrote it. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's like this it's big. It's going on the reading list then. <laughs> it's like this big. It's super, super small book, but it's packed full of just like. Yeah, Tim Keller's a beast. Awe moments where you just like read a page and put it down. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Uh, that I can't like, do this Sounds no like Keller. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so good. It's right really on. Good. Well, hey guys, that that was the gist of what we talked about on Sunday, right? <laughs> uh, the the idea that when you focus on your source of approval, your source of blessing, and your source of celebration, you're truly at rest. Um, and so that was the that was the source. Of, that was that was the what's that? It's not us. Right. It's, it's, throw that out there. Yeah, it's not us. Your it source is, of rest it, is not you. It is <laughs> Jesus. No, it's not you. It is Jesus. Yes, yeah. It is. So 100. percent But good jail. Stuff. It's good stuff. Right on. Well, uh, why don't you tell them where they can find more about the church? You can find us online at transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Awesome. Awesome. Ashley, thank you for being with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, we'll have you back soon. And uh, as for the rest of you guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.